Time. Is Best Boy a real thing? Yes. Yeah. They're the runner-up if the director gets injured. They take over being the director. That's why they're the best boy. Mm-mm. That's not what they do. Is it a sex thing? No, it's a... No. God damn it, you guys! Those are called fluffers. Hello, everyone. Welcome and welcome back to Silas Propaganda. I'm Nico. I'm Alex. And I'm Saffron. And he doesn't like that, so fuck, what do you want? <laughs> what do you want? Huh? What do you want? Pig nipples? Huh? Tell well, me. Well, okay, addressing pig nipples. <laughs> it started when I was working on a farm. Oh, my God. And um, a pig bit me, and therefore I now have six nipples. How many nipples do pigs have? Is it like dogs? I think so. It's more than two. Yeah. I think it's six. Is it four, like Harry Styles? Harry Styles has four nipples. Harry Styles of One Direction slash now just his solo career fame has four nipples. Wait. Where? On his torso. Did they're he all like... on his torso? No, they're like two normal nipples, and then he has like one here and one here. Really? They're like itty bitty, though. They don't look like nipples, they look like moles. It's, it's So it's not like Seinfeld's third nipple? No. Seinfeld George. has a third nipple? No, George Costanza had a third nipple, remember? No, I don't. That's a, that's a Seinfeld episode, isn't it? I don't. I yeah. feel like this is an it episode. Is. It is. It's okay. a third episode. It's a, it's a third episode. It's a Seinfeld episode where George like has something like on his back and then he goes to the doctor and it's a third nipple and everyone I, makes fun of him. Why don't I remember that episode? God, I hope I'm right. <laughs> uh, well, you know, if we're wrong, please feel free to write us and tell us that we're wrong. Like, yell at us. That'd be great. Maybe we should set up like a voicemail or something. Don't we have to redo the intro now? No. Oh, I'm, yeah. Just, I thought we were just going with this. I oh. think we were just keep going. Okay, well. Here we are. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> uh, wait, well, let's let's try that intro again. Uh, we'll we'll cut this. <laughs> let's make sure we edit this out when we talk to our editor. I... Yeah, we'll we'll cut this hey, bit Nico, out. Okay, editor now Nico. we're starting new hot take. Um, ah, ah, Do I ah. have my editor hat on? No. <laughs> right now, I'm Nico, your friend. No, I'm not Nico, your editor. And then I'm I, I so you're gonna introduce yourself as Nico the friend. I'm gonna introduce myself as Alex the agitator, and then I'm just Saffron, and I'm here for a good time. I think that was good. We got all our names and everything. Oh my god, Nico didn't even get to introduce himself. Oh, okay. Let's do that again, and action. Hello and welcome, and welcome back to. I don't like it now. <laughs> I don't like it now because now it's aggressive. Now I'm spiting you. That's okay. I don't, um, I'm okay with being spited. Okay. Hello, and welcome to Silas Propaganda. I'm Nico. I'm Alex. And I'm Saffron. And today, we'd like to wish you a very special happy holidays and specifically, happy Hanukkah. Great bit, guys. <laughs> Thank you for indulging me. Yeah, no, uh, so Hanukkah, man. What's it all about? Let me weave you a story. About a lovely people? Let me weave you a story of my people. Long ago, the emperor... Yeah? He had a new groove. Yes. Alex, let him tell the goddamn story! Okay. This is the story of Hanukkah, everybody. From the top. Long ago... The Emperor Antiochus the Fourth Epiphanes. Ban questions. Uh, who was the third? And does he matter? His dad. Okay. Yes, he does matter because his dad was actually a little more um, negotiable in terms of religious worship. He let people worship different gods. Okay. Uh, and then Antiochus the Fourth outlawed it emperor of what people um it was it's the period of time we would call the seleucid empire okay so it was the period of time after i want to say alexander the great died and then seleucid the first was a member of his army mm -hmm. and he started this next reign yes that's cool. I was just trying to work up a bit for Alexander the Great being related to me. But. Oh my god. Okay. We get points for questions, Saffron. <laughs> and you have like zero points. I have three so far. I'm just trying to listen to the story. I want to know why he keeps trying to light the house on fire every night. 
<laughs> well, that's a separate thing entirely. So Antiochus III, he was born, and then he was like, we like religion, everyone should celebrate their own religion. Yeah, I mean, uh, he wasn't that emphatic. I mean, it's it's ancient times. We're mm-hmm. still in BC. Okay. Obviously. Uh, <laughs> you'll, Obviously. You'll find most of these stories. Is, every, is, is there a sequel for you? Is there uh, a is, sequel? Yep. Yeah. I haven't heard of this. Hanukkah 2, Electric Boogaloo. Ooh. Um, okay. Do you guys want the full, as much of the kit and caboodle as I can uh, remember? Or do Go you for want it. Want like a, okay. So Antiochus IV uh, outlawed being any religion except for uh, you had to worship the Greek gods. So if you did, if you worshipped your own god that wasn't one of the Greek gods, then you were killed, basically. Woof. Um, So he tried to force uh, everyone that lived within Judea to convert, and a priest known as Mattathias, uh, who was a Jewish priest, uh, refused to do so, and so Antiochus sent, uh, like, a small army not an army, like a gathering of soldiers, to the temple and said, you must now worship the Greek gods. And Mattathias said, no, I'm not going to do that. And then one of his, like, disciples was all like, um, I'll do it on his behalf. And Mattathias was like, uh, no. And then Mattathias killed him. Whoa. <laughs> and then Mattathias and the rest of the uh, Jewish people uh, killed the Greek soldiers. And then they fled into, like mountain caves nice and that is where you formed they formed the maccabees a term you may have heard on the hit sitcom friends that's the only reference point i got Uh, i only have it from rugrats oh that too yeah but what's the reference from friends um do they go to a maccabees restaurant no It's like an Applebee's, but it's opened in the kosher part of town. <laughs> no, um, Ross is, like, upset that his kid is only celebrating Christmas. Mm-hmm. So he, like, dresses up as... The An aardvark. Armadillo. Oh, shit. The holiday armadillo. And he, like, shows up and he tells the story. And he's like, long ago, there were a group of people called the Maccabees! And then Joey comes in as Superman. <laughs> because in this story, like, Ross said that, like, Superman saved the Jews. It was very, it was very complex. And people say Friends isn't funny. It still <laughs> isn't, but that's a fun bit. I, I gotta say, that's probably my top three favorite scenes from Friends. Probably two. Because mm-hmm. I know number one is Phoebe playing the bagpipes. No, listening to the bagpipes. Oh, my people. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Anyway, so they're in caves, right? So they're in caves and they form a resistance, a resistance, essentially. And they go and they use guerrilla warfare to take back uh, Judea, which is uh, where Israel is located. uh, And the Temple of Jerusalem is there. They're going to retake the temple. So why hasn't Assassin's Creed made a game about this? I don't know. I really think they should. This is awesome. because I didn't know how intense it was. Yeah, well, I'm giving you, I'm giving you like a a bigger. Got it. This is before uh, the main part of Hanukkah, which mm-hmm. is essentially that Mattathias's son uh, Judah, Judah Maccabee, also known as the Hammer, also known as the Hammer of Justice, also known as the Hammer of Justice of Justice, ooh, also known as Judd, uh, was leading basically the retaking of the temple, and he succeeded, and the uh, the Seleucids, because I don't want to say Greeks, even though they were technically Greeks, um, had desecrated the temple. So in order to clean, cleanse it, they had to burn uh, oil, pure oil, um, for eight days. And they only had enough oil to burn for one day. And Judah Maccabee said, light it anyway. And they did. So who's playing Judah in this retelling? Jude Law. Jude Law. Absolutely. Nice. Judah, Uh, Jude Law. I'm sticking to the theme of Hollywood of um, not casting the right race. Oh, right. (laughs) So it's like uh, Antony or like a Cleopatra or um, what was that Egyptian movie that came out? That was basically the story of Moses. Christian Uh, Bale. What? I remember there was Noah with Russell Crowe. 
What? Oh, what? And Emma Watson this and Russell another. Crow <laughs> did an adaptation of Noah and the Ark. Directed by Darren Aronofsky. Right, Noah's the Ark one? I don't know. I've never heard of this. Oh, You've never out. heard of the story of Noah? <laughs> no, I've heard of that. I've never heard of this movie So adaptation. a long time ago, yeah, um, yeah. A long time ago in Hollywood, they decided to tell the story of Noah. And I think it was kind of supposed to be somewhat secular, non-secular-ish. But continue with the Hanukkah story. This right, could be right, a right. conversation for another time. Right, right, right. Just to wrap it up. So there was only enough oil to burn for one day. And Judas said, light it anyway. And he, they did... And that oil lasted for eight whole days. Wow. It's a miracle. Right. So the temple was cleansed Mm -hmm. and the Jewish people had retaken uh, what was, quote unquote, rightfully theirs. And so every year we celebrate that story by lighting our menorahs for eight days. That's really nice. Mm -hmm. That's a lot nicer than worshiping a baby. So most Jewish holidays aren't rooted in like a particular fictitious um tale from folklore like with a lot of christian holidays um most jewish celebrations aren't rooted in a story uh that can't that can't undeniably be proven am i saying that right i don't think so most jewish stories historically speaking can't be debunked they, they actually happened. They're historically recorded. Next on Mythbusters. I'm going to say yes. It's more, you know, it's a lot less. This one guy turned a m- bunch of water into wine. Mm. And then he like rose from the dead because he died. And that's a lot more. The Old Testament is a lot, A, angrier. Mm-hmm. It'll be like more like a salt of the earth type. Yeah. It's a story that you can really feel if you're if you're of that religion, I would say. Because, mm-hmm. like, I don't know what it's like to be a guy who walks on water. But I do know what it's like to be a guy that gets called the K-word in high school. Oh. So, Fun. Yeah. And you slapped that person, right? Um, oh. Okay, so twice. Once I slapped them because I knew them. And they were very innocently asking, what does that mean? And it was just a, it was an ancestral reaction from generations before me. Judah's hammer. Yeah. Coming through. <laughs> Judah Maccabee was in my hand as I just slapped right across his pale little face. The other time I was like in a class and we were reading, what's the book you have to read? Night? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were making uh, Jew jokes. So. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Oh, in- you guys know them. That was um, that was tenth grade, so that was like within the first week of me going coming back from being homeschooled. Oh Jesus my God. Christ! I know. I mean, not Jesus Christ in this point, but <laughs> woof. Uh, but yeah. So how awful! Oh, I'm sorry that happened to you. Yeah, yeah. You know, you live and you learn. So, um, like what you were saying beforehand was like they're kind of grounded in history. Yeah. I mean, I would have to do a more in-depth research between the religions. Uh, but from what I've heard from each of the major ones, Christianity, Catholicism, Judaism, I would say Judaism is more grounded in history. And mm-hmm. I don't know, just like a feeling of um, a feeling of togetherness and like community really like buckling down and striving to survive. Any other fun stories? Um, Either Hanukkah related or... My favorite Hanukkah gift was when I was in second grade, and it was a Nimbus 2000. Tell that story. I just remember, like, losing my shit over it. How old were you? Second grade, I don't know. So it was, like, when the books were, like, starting to, like, the books, really get popular. Yeah, the books and the movies were, like, coincide, like both coming out. Um, but yeah, it was great. It was like a piece of plastic and you pressed a button and it made like broom whooshing noises. That's sick. Yeah. Well, my dad got me one and this one actually flew and I could fly around all over the town. I was a Nimbus 2001. Did you get it in the year 2001? 
Well, that was the one that Draco Malfoy got. I was trying to be Draco Malfoy. Is it really? To your yeah. Harry Potter. It's a 2001? Yeah, so basically... Yeah. <laughs> here's my Harry Potter Hold on, the clever writing of J.K. Rowling. <laughs> so basically, Draco Malfoy joins the Slytherin Quidditch team, and... On daddy's money. Well, yeah. Well, he joins the Slytherin Quidditch team, and they're all like, you can't be here, we booked the field for training... And then the captain of the Quidditch team is like, actually, we need to train our new seeker. And Alfred's like, you got a new seeker? Who? And he's all like, um, Draco Malfoy. And then Draco Malfoy's like, yeah, my dad gave the entire team Nimbus 2001s, which is like the newest broom. It's the best broom. And then uh, Harry makes a comment about not having to buy his way onto the team. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. Savage. <laughs> That's, I mean, A-plus writing. Speaking right. of movies. Yes. Moving past Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah if you celebrated. If not, really just wasted your time. Happy Hanukkah, everyone. <laughs> Hope you learned something. And speaking of movies, we'll be moving into, moving into <laughs> the next portion of this podcast, which is us continuing our our personal Christmas movie tournament. <laughs> brum, brum, brum. Dab. Our, our Salico Christmas movie list. I don't know. What are we? Uh, that was our combined a combination yeah. of our names. Salico. It sounds like a company. Are we in a Salico? Like an oil company. Salico? Salico. Salico. It would be that or. Yeah, you got to take them down to Salico Oils. Yeah, Salico, Nisalix, um, I just think Alex in the game. Uh, Aleron. Oh. Ooh, Aleron. Yeah. Aleron. That sounds like an elf yeah. from Tolkien's the, world. The Aleron Christmas movie list tournament. And yes. This week, it was a very uh, niche. Coincidentally niche. Yeah, I'd say niche. Coincidentally niche. Uh, competition as every movie we had watched this week involved the incomparable the dazzling actress <laughs> the fabulous miss christine baranski barrel, barrel. that she is in four christmas movies took me by surprise that she is in at least four at christmas. least four we that we did know not of. go through our imdb page it could be more it really could be if you have any more please let us know. We'll watch Listeners. them. Christine Bransky, if you're listening, send us your Christmas movies. Christine Bransky, I know you're out there. I know you're hearing this. So the four <laughs> movies this week are, let's see, I want to list them in order. Christmas on the Square. Bad Mom's Christmas. Yeah. The Ref. And Jim Carrey's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Yes. Which, I mean. All of these movies were good oh yeah like i enjoyed every single one of these as compared to last week's pool coaster of emotions <laughs> just gonna keep milking that polar coaster i money. got to baby yeah. Jesus, that's the they're paying me now uh, well let's start off with christmas on the square that's it, there was no way it was gonna be a bad movie in my eyes yeah written by music by Dolly Parton and yeah. directed by her? Music by Dolly Parton. I don't think she directed it. I'm not sure. That might be another movie that she's got going on. Dolly Parton directs movies? Why not? I, she's Dolly Parton. She cured she COVID. Yeah. <laughs> by the grace of her Okay, highness. Christmas on the Square. Um, what was this movie about? Plot is Christine Baranski has inherited a town. Mm-hmm. From her late father. Yes. And has decided to sell the town and evict everybody. On Christmas Eve. Yeah. Or was it like the day before? It was Christmas Eve's Eve, right? And then it, yeah, and then it got turned up to Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. It was a week before Christmas. Oh, yes. And yes. then it turned into Christmas Eve because she got pissed. Because everyone was trying to make her feel bad for selling the town. Uh, yeah. People like Pastor Christian. Uh, yes. <laughs> the infamous Pastor Christian. Um, This movie was everything I want in a Christmas movie. Such as? Dolly Parton. Mm-hmm. Christine Bransky. Check. Uh, immediately breaking into a song and dance number. Oh, obviously. On the spot. Mm-hmm. Um, drama. It's suspense. Plot twists. Plot twists. Like every 15 minutes. It, oh, I, yeah. Something I would new came along. say that it... I, I would. I have this theory that it takes place in the same universe as does It's a Wonderful Life. Okay. Because Dolly Parton is, uh, spoilers ahead. 
guardian angel. She sure is. And she's training another, spoilers ahead, guardian angel. We got guardian angels galore. So there's guardian angels. And what did they try and do to Christine, Christine Baranski? Christine Baranski? I, I have a stutter. Okay. No, I don't. Okay. Wow. Why would you lie about something like that? Uh, wow. Because I'm a horrible You're person. You're just lying to make me feel bad for you, like the mom from Bad Mom's Christmas, which we will be covering very soon. Exactly. Okay. I, I have a pony, and I had to put him down. And that's why I have, I'm so full of emotion that it's hard for me to speak. <sighs> so, everyone is trying to stop Christine Baranski from selling the town, not only because they live there, but also because they know her. She, like, grew up in this town. Yeah, yeah. she's, like, their friend. She's friends with Mama Odie from Princess and the Frog. Right. And then she left, and she went to New York, and she made it. She came back, and now she's a bitch. Very classic Christmas movie. Capital T, capital M. I mean... <laughs> What? Trademark? Oh, trademark. Oh, trademark. When you said bitch. <laughs> oh. I didn't. I was like, what did I say that started with a T? Or an M. Christine Moransky. Anyway. Her doppelganger. Her evil twin. Who stars in a bunch of Easter movies. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, it's competition. Mm-hmm. Healthy competition. Um, But I think the thing I like the most about this movie is that it kind of read... As like an operetta, almost. Hmm. Because there's very little dialogue. Yeah, that's true. It was almost entirely song. Yeah. Like if a, if a Hallmark movie and a musical and an operetta I, had a really interesting night together <laughs> with a lot of Chablis. Yes. They would have this movie. A and lot of I, rhinestones. Yeah, inside Dolly Parton's whorehouse. Which is... It, no, it's in Dolly Parton's whorehouse that... And it's set up for Christmas, and it's one of those little Christmas villages. I, right. I want to. That's where this takes place in. I want to be really clear. Yeah. We are not calling Dolly Parton a whore. She was in a musical movie called "The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas," where she was a madam. Just throwing that out there. Did, I didn't say Dolly Parton is a whore. I said right. No, she said okay. Dolly Parton's whorehouse. Dolly Parton's whorehouse. Okay. I just want to make it clear. That's it. what we're referencing. If you're listening to this and you don't know Dolly Parton's entire filmography, <laughs> then get, get out of here. What are you even listening for? We yeah. don't want you. Yeah, we're just sitting here being gay, loving Christmas at Dolly Parton. That's all we do. That's all we're good at. <laughs> it really is all we're good at, you guys. <laughs> These are our marketable skills. This is what we learned in home ec. <laughs> Please okay. have pity on us. We're we didn't mean to do a boo-boo. We live in the home ec classroom. <laughs> we have no other skills to pay for we rent. just they Everything just started closing down, and we were just stuck in the home ec classroom. And it's a funny story. Okay. Christmas on the square. Uh, what a... What a... <laughs> it was cute. It was a fun movie. It was a really good... Get you Arkin, into the yeah, get you spirit. into the Christmas spirit. Yeah, I cried. Yeah, it was it was, you, it you was cry adorable. Everything. Shut up. She does cry to everything. I don't know why. <laughs> but to She's be fair, now. they did throw a lot of twists that um would make you tear up. Yeah, yeah. There's they really tried to like get you to cry. Yeah, there's um, what was the song that her and the girl who was running the bar sang? I, that's another thing. I it's a fun movie. I don't remember any of the songs. She. Uh, neither do I. Oh no! Was there singing? <laughs> Wait, did this movie actually? Do we actually watch this movie? We have to go back and watch it again. I... What if it's not on Netflix anymore? What if Christine Brancy's not in it? <laughs> I just imagined her. What was it, Christine Baranski? Oh my God, Christine Baranski. Um. Okay, the little. It... The girl didn't run the bar. She was just at the bar because it was her dad's bar. She's a yes. child. But, like, she was running the bar. She was bartending. There. Yeah, she was bartending. She did make an alcoholic drink for her. Yes, she did. She did. And she yeah. was like, like, Christine Baranski was like, I'm giving you some lip because I'm I'm mad at everything. And yeah. then the little girl was like, well, I'm giving it right back at you. Yeah, she did. She matched Christine. Energy. Uh, tit for tat. Which it was is, great. Yeah. It was beautiful. And then they sang a song about... Being independent? Yeah. They were like, they don't need nobody mm-hmm. to survive. And then, spoilers ahead... They both do. They do. Yeah, they both do. And it turns out that um, inadvertently, Christine Bransky killed the girl's mom. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so that was a twist, you would say. What was the other big twist, though? Is, no. is the main big spoiler that, that Christine Bransky doesn't have cancer? So, the main twist is... A twist. 
Christine Baranski, when she was younger, went to a school dance with this guy, the toy maker of the town or a toy shop owner. He he ran like a general store. Oh, I thought it was like I thought toys. it was a toy shop. It was a toy shop. I think it's, mm, I for think the it's sake like of Christmas store. spirits, spirit. I think it's an antique toy store. He had, he had a lamp, like a, a street lamp. It's an antique store because he refurbished it because that's what a song was about. Is that like fixing old things? Mm. Which is also like, a sweet song. He yeah. Had a good voice. Yeah. Um, she saw him with a have a ring that he was talking to some other girl. She got jealous at this dance. And then she decided to go have sex with another guy. Yeah, she did. And then she got pregnant. Yeah, she did. And then her father made her give away the baby. Mm-hmm. And then they tried to say, they tried to make it like, oh, he was just protecting her. That I didn't appreciate. But moving on. But he was, he was trying to, he's like, oh, we can give the baby a better life. And then so she can have a better no, life. No, no, no. He didn't say give the baby a better life. He said, like, it's a small town and people talk, and I don't mm. want that for her. Small towns have long memories. That you remember? Yeah. Doesn't Dolly Parton say that? N- no, that, that was what the dad said about why he was giving the baby away. Oh, I feel like if this is the thesis, I thought there was a point that Dolly Parton did say that again to her. But then we find out later that the pastor Christian, the person who's been spearheading the movement against Christine Baranski's character... Is her son. He was the baby all along. And then they're reunited. And also, she, she doesn't sell the town, obviously. Yeah. So the next Christine Baranski movie that we watched was Bad Mom's Christmas. Yeah, it was. Again, another solid film. Like, I didn't think it... I thought it would be kind of cheesy. It It was. But it was a good time. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be like, put it up there with like, on the waterfront. But like... <laughs> The other time. Christmas movie <laughs> yeah, on the yeah, waterfront. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's no Lawrence of Arabia. I could have been a Santa Claus. <laughs> it's no my Lawrence. brilliant Marlon Brando impression. It could be a Lawrence of Arabia if we just made Catherine Hahn say all the lines from Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> which I'm very down for. I like Bad Mom's Christmas because I think in like the slew of Christmas movies and commercials... And episodes that you'll probably watch on TV. I think it's good to just watch like a weird kind of Christmas movie. Oh, like, it got a great cast. Yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, Christian Bell, um, Pastor Christian. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a good cast. It was a good time. I enjoyed it. Yeah. The, the, the jokes were fun. Right. They got to go to what was that? Uh, the ball pit thing? Sky Zone. Sky, Sky Zone. Zone. Which Sky looks Zone. like a lot of fun. Which we absolutely need to go to once this pandemic clears up. Yeah. And then uh, who did Christine Baranski play in this movie? Christine Baranski was Mila Kunis's mom mm-hmm. who comes to visit during Christmas time. Um, and they're just at odds the entire time. Yeah. Because Mila Kunis wants to be really laid back and she's like a young mom and she just wants a casual Christmas. And Christine Baranski has a very old school view to Christmas, which is the mother must suffer. Yeah, the pageantry of They talk about going to the Nutcracker, but the Russian version of the Nutcracker. The original three-hour-long Nutcracker, three to five hours, Mm. um, where nothing good happens. It's all... Everyone dies, essentially. It's a really depressing version. Um, But yeah, she she wants everything up to the nines. She wants to do the caroling. She, I mean... She's playing, um, essentially, another version of the lady from Christmas on the Square. Yeah. Uh, But a more Christmas-loving lady. Yeah, a more Christmas-loving version of it. Christmas pro, not Christmas con. Yeah. Yeah. But to the uh, the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah, very high-maintenance still. And she does a great job. She's Christine fucking Baranski. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she gets to fight her daughter in the movie. Right. um, In the Sky Zone. And they hit each other. In the Sky Zone at the Christmas party. I mean, they like duke it out multiple times, which is funny because Catherine Hahn uh, has her mom, Susan Sarandon, visiting as well. And I imagine that would have been the more aggressive daughter mom but they were kind of like absent sort of that's what they were playing with it it was a fun funny movie you know like a a lot of adult humor that type of stuff but then it also had like a a nice kind of message to it you know which is don't fucking meddle in your kid's life let them do what they want to do right um very uh humor a la 
bridesmaids, I'd say, along mm-hmm. that strain. Mm-hmm. With a little bit of Bertolt Brecht thrown in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good. Well, there was the camel. That's It true. just seemed very absurdist. I Yeah. Yeah. See? I like that. Yeah. Thank I, you. I hate you both. <laughs> there, and you only see it, like, twice. True, yeah. you do only see it twice. Which begs the question, where'd they Why? put the camel? Where'd they what happened you, to the camel? You see the camel go t- into the house, and then you don't see it again in the shot throughout the party, and then the camel's, like, leaving. Maybe the camel is just a figment of everyone's imaginations, like... Like the singing from Christmas on the Square. <laughs> yes! Well, I figured the singing on Christmas on the Square was, like, Dolly Parton music magic that she had as a guardian angel. Right. What if we all just hallucinated every movie we watched this week and we're just constantly looking at a blank tv screen i think about this a lot when i'm on my phone when i'm playing a video game i'm probably i'm just i'm looking at a blank screen i mean life's a simulation what a great week i've had i've just been sitting in a chair apparently just making a mess of myself (laughs) watching nothing but pretending i'm watching christine baranski i mean what a what a simulation to have though yeah that's fun Moving on to our third movie. (laughs) (sighs) The ref. Okay. (laughs) I will say of the four of these, this is the least you see of Christine Bransky. Mm -hmm. Coincidentally of the four of these, my least favorite. I still like it. No, I understand. I understand. I'd say I'm, I'd say I'm about the same with that. Yeah. The main characters in this movie are Dennis Leary. Okay. Going for a more somber tone right now. Uh-huh. Uh, Kevin Spacey and Judy Davis. Uh, Judy Davis and Kevin Spacey are a husband and wife who are at odds with each other. It's the 90s. Um, they're, the first scene is them arguing at a therapy place. <laughs> a therapist? A therapy place? A therapy, therapy lounge? Place. A therapy lounge. Therapy palace. A therapy bazaar. Yeah. Um, where they... Uh, or hashing it out, uh, you find out that she was she had an infidelity. Um, she did one infidelity, <laughs> one singular infidelity, please. <laughs> Meanwhile, Dennis Leary is like robbing this rich guy's house, and uh, then th- this is an important plot point that will come back later. He gets cat piss on himself. <laughs> It's it's really it's really something that gets mentioned multiple times. <laughs> Surprisingly, every time he meets somebody new, they just like smells him, and they're just like, oh. But I like that consistency because I feel like if this movie were made today, you would just make that joke and then move on. Mm-hmm. But they just kept bringing it back up, and I I like that. Why not? It's the nineties. So they're about <laughs> to head home where they're preparing a Christmas dinner, right? For um, you guessed it, Christine Baranski. Yeah, boy. Not for her specifically, for her 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 side of the family, which was technically the brother of Kevin Spacey. Kevin mm-hmm. Spacey. Um, Dennis literally. Why can't I say his name? Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary. Um, Mr. Leary. Lennis Deary. Lennis Deary. Um, Lennis Deary, lend us your ears. <laughs> Is that something? No. Dennis Leary. I did it. Dennis Leary. <laughs> we say his name three Dennis times, he appears. There's a lot of buildup for this. He just robs them and kidnaps them and takes them back to their house where they have fun times. He ties them up. But he really becomes part of the family at the end. It's he lovely. becomes the ref. Kind of refereeing their marriage while they go through constant squabbles yeah and they're spats. complaining non-stop in this whole literally which is like these it's it's kind of funny like there's a lot of fun funny arguments and stupid things that they have and this burglar guy who's trying to rob someone on christmas eve is just done with it all you would be too yeah if you're robbing so first of all who robs on christmas eve uh that's the plot of home alone yeah literally really yeah, yeah. A lot of people do. It's one of the most 
popular times for robbery. Because everyone's This traveling. must be an East Coast thing. I think Because they're in the East Coast, and Home Alone takes place in the East Coast. Uh-huh. And people in the East Coast just leave because it's too cold, and they go somewhere else for the holidays. Yeah, because in California, we're just kind of laid back, and we don't rob anything. We just smoke our weed and look at our trees. Okay, there's that, but also, it's Christmas time. I'm not going outside. I'm not talking to people, even before this year. Even before this year. I'm sorry. You Is want that me? a West Coast thing? or It's like... I feel like that's a Nico thing. Yeah, it's very much a me thing. <laughs> I've barred every window and door in my home and will only let in blood relatives. Um, After they make the blood sacrifice. Yes, of course. Um, yeah, I don't... Uh, traveling... I know I said I'd like to go on a cruise, mm-hmm. but that's different. Traveling to another family's home. On Christmas Eve. What? Okay. Oh. No, people do that. Yeah, do you expect people to... Because um, people come to your house for Christmas outside of a pandemic. And right? your name day. What about that? That's different. Don't give me that look. That's different. First of all, in that scenario, we were on an island. We were on a very small island and everyone lives within like 50 feet of each other. I I cannot express this enough. It's a very small island. Everyone knows where everyone lives. And you don't have to drive most of the time. You just walk. This is the United States of America. <laughs> People travel to their families on that they Christmas. Do. I thought you were talking about the burglaring. I just, I can't today. Bur- I'm words. Burglaring. Robbing. What would the word Robbing. be? Robbing. Yeah, okay, yeah. No wonder they invented that word. Probably because burglaring was stupid. Burglaring? Yes, burglaring. Burglaring. Bur- bur- Dennis burglaring. Burglaring. Okay. That's an actual word. Anyway. Um... Burgermeister. Okay, so people travel in America, allegedly. Yes, they absolutely do. Yeah, that's the thing. I thought the robbing was more of, like, I thought you were talking about the robbing of the houses as an East Coast thing versus a West Coast thing. Hence my, we're just going to be laid back and smoke weed and watch trees. Well, okay. Going back to that, the properties in both of those movies are rarely spaced out. What do you, you because they're very large properties. Uh-huh. So maybe it's a rich thing. It's absolutely a yeah, rich thing. Yeah, we figured it out. It's a rich Once thing. Once again, it all comes back. <laughs> if you to have capitalism, money, you're more than likely to be burgled on Christmas Eve. Absolutely. You think anyone's going to break into our little three-bedroom house on Christmas Eve? They could. Okay, but also consider this. Uh-huh. Plane ticket prices on the week of Christmas are astronomical. Of course, it's rich people traveling. Mm. Yeah, (laughs) I think that's an. I think that's what it is. I think I don't want to travel because it's too expensive. I think we could come back to this when we talk about Home Alone. Okay, but if Home Alone comes up, if it comes up, um, so he's like refing them. Meanwhile, there's a B plot where Kevin Spacey and Judy Davis's son is extorting Jimmy. J.K. Simmons, of all people. J.K. Simmons, of closer fame. The one and only. He's like a problem child because the parents' relationship isn't great, obviously. But he ends up helping the burglar. Yeah, he ends up helping the burglar. Yeah, they become like best friends. It's very sweet. Yeah, they go through like a whole Stockholm Syndrome thing. Yeah. Because they end up going from we don't like this guy to we want to get out to when the family comes with Christine Baranski and... Who's the mom? Glennis Johns. Glennis? That's not a name. G-L-Y-N-I-S. Glennis? Glennis. 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 Oh. I don't know. I don't know. I'm winging it. I've never heard her say her name. I just spelled it for you. Why do you need to look at the phone? This is why we pretend just, to know things. Yeah. Okay. The the mom, Kevin Spacey and his brother's mom, Glennis Jones of Mary Poppins fame. Of Mary Poppins fame. He's a nightmare. No wonder the family's fucked up yeah quite frankly and no wonder the kevin spacey's brother married christine bransky yeah i can see that who is like a more 90s uh 90s type of glamour version of bad mom but also of that mom yeah mm-hmm. uh so i just want to say so dennis larry's character is named gus right and gus the burglaress christine bransky's Christine Baranski's husband was named Gary, and that did nothing for me. I was so confused for, like, half the fucking movie. Can't do names that start with the same letter. I literally can't. I well, still don't I know. I mean, who- there was a Gary, there was a Gus, there was a Gma, there was a um, Gammy, there was um, Gavid, there was uh, Luis, and then Gene, but spelled with a G. Right. 
Oh, and the chief of police. Can oh we talk about God. that guy for a second? Oh, the, yeah, it was a nightmare. He was. Oh, first he, of all, warning, he drops the F-bomb. Oh, he not, starts off saying that. But one not, of, yeah, not one of fuck. his first lines. Yeah, it's not fuck. Just it's the other F-bomb. And you already don't like him. Mm-hmm. I didn't like him. I, I feel like we were supposed to root for him for some reason. No, we absolutely weren't. <laughs> he's like in three scenes. And it seems like he's somewhat important, but his final scene is he's talking to the head of the FBI for uh-huh. some reason. Because it was a rich person who got robbed, so obviously you got to bring in the FBI then for the this manhunt. He probably lobbies for the Republican Party. Yeah, probably. He, he goes like, oh yeah, I had sex with your wife three times. And that's it. It's a weird... I don't know. It, the whole movie could have existed without that scene in there at all. That's his big, like, punchline slash, like, pow. Yeah, like, right. I got you. I yeah. slept with your wife. Right. You're, you incompetent fool. And then there's another subplot with a Santa who's just drunk. Oh, That gets yeah. resolved in a weird way, too. It, the, there's, there's a lot of problems with this movie, but it is fun. It's a great time. If you're to remove... Probably the Santa part and the police part and just kept it with, like, Kevin Spacey, Judy Davis, and Dennis Leary, and then the family coming over. Fun time had by all. Those other parts are just kind of what weigh it down. We could have cut out a lot of that drunk Santa and yeah. to make room for Christine Baranski. The exactly. Only, the only reason the drunk Santa was important was because... Okay, spoilers. The only reason the drunk Santa was important was because at the end he passes out drunk and they steal his costume so that Dennis Leary can escape. Um, without being detected. And we don't even know why he got drunk in the first place. Because his life is sad. Because he goes around being Santa? That was it. He was like, I go around being Santa and I give fruitcake to everyone. And Why doesn't anybody love me? It's like, don't be Santa then. Also, can throwback to Christmas with the Cranks, where drunk Santa shows up to give a fruitcake and then he's like antagonizing the wife mm-hmm. for not like responding to his... Or his wife's, like, letter or something. Yeah. Oh. Very, like, very mean neighbor. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Just saying. <sighs> Good thing we don't live on the East Coast. Good thing we don't live in a neighborhood. <laughs> Good thing we don't have neighbors. <laughs> we're on a Good commune. Thing we- Good thing we're still in this home ec class. Oh, that's right. We're in, a, we're in a home ec on a commune. <laughs> we stole some sound equipment from the theater department. Right. There if were- you have nothing better to do, and you're like... I've seen all the cookie cutter Christmas movies. And you want something spicy. If you okay, if you're if you don't want your stereotypical Hallmark movie right. or, you know, your feel good whatever, if you want something weird and a young attractive Dennis Leary. If you want something weird, the ref. Yeah. 8 out of 10. Once you get past the homophobia. Yeah. It's only like one bit. But it's still, it it's, caught us all off guard. It's really unnecessary. <laughs> I mean, they didn't pause. They just full out said it. Mm-hmm. With... It's the 90s, baby. Hey, yeah, it was the 90s. It is the same gusto as like the ending of Ace and Terra Pet Detective. I've never seen that movie. I don't remember the ending. But speaking of Ace and Terra Pet Detective, there's another detective of Christmas. Oh, you really wanted that segue. You thought about that for a second. You saved up money. You looked at the best prices I on did. Black I Friday. I tried. And you um, bought that segue. I bought that segue and I tried to transition it into Jim Carrey's Ron Howard's Imagine Entertainment's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Which, okay, I haven't seen that movie since I was a kid. I really didn't remember a lot of it. Fantastic movie. Great movie. I loved it. It was so good. Once again, the combining factor of all of these movies, such which I think edges them to be a little bit better than if they would, is Christine Baranski. Christine Baranski plays the infamous Martha May Huvier, mm-hmm. um, which I did not realize that was her last name. Huvier. Yeah, Huvier. I'm I'm imagining it's Huvier like Bouvier, but I could be wrong. They spelled it out. I saw in the subtitles. W-H-O-V-I-E-R. Right, 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 right. But Bouvier as in the Bouvier family. Do you know who that is? Yes, I love the Bouviers. We play cribbage every Saturday. Do you know the Bouvier Saffron? No, but I just feel like that was the wrong answer. The Bouvier family is uh, Jacqueline, Jacqueline, Jackie O's family, Jackie Kennedy's family. So, like Grey Gardens, the Grey Gardens family. Oh, yeah, the the Bouviers. <laughs> Bouvier. Yeah. Anyway, I have a. I, I'm going to. Do you think it's a reference? I. Th- 
I'm trying to think what else it would be a reference to. I mean, just trying to make her name sound fancy because she's the hot shit of Whoville. That's true, but doesn't Bouvier sound fancy? That's true. It makes you think that they're the hot shit of Great Gardens. I don't remember where they were. Jim Carrey's Grinch is extremely relatable because, one, he doesn't want to be around people. Two, um, he has a pet, and that's all the thing that he really cares about, even though he kind of treats the pet like shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doggy um, abuse. But it's all tongue-in-cheek. There's not, like, an actual... This straight-up doggy abuse. It's cartoon violence. Can I just point something out here really quick? Please do. We have Jim Carrey... As the Grinch. Mm-hmm. This Grinch isolates himself. He has no family except a dog. He doesn't want to talk to the townspeople because of their... Hoove ways. Who, yeah. Oddly, uh, who, who like, dare I say, heteronormative activity. Ladies and gentlemen, Jim Carrey's the Grinch is gay. I was going to say asexual. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. Your he argument? Gets- um, well, what's your argument for he's gay? Because he gets with Martha May Houvier. Okay, so if one does get with Martha May Houvier, it does not make them gay. Okay, so. Okay, hello, gay best friend, Martha May Houvier. I really thought it was more of like a race thing. A race thing? Yeah, because he looks different. He also did say that line, it's because I'm green, isn't it? Well, that's early 2000s humor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mostly. But I can see, I can see where the argument went. He looks different than all the other white people in town. Everybody in that movie is white. They sure are, except for the tan one. But he's tan. Who's tan? There's the one seller who just looks really tan, sort of like George Hamilton tan. Well, well, well. Okay, we're we're forgetting. I I think you're right. I definitely think you're right because. We're forgetting that this was a book before it was a movie, mm. and all of Dr. Seuss's books have a very strong theme. They're allegories. Oh, uh, yeah, of yeah. being against something. Mm-hmm. Like, Yertle the Turtles against communism, I believe, mm-hmm. and how the Grinch stole Christmas is probably a race thing. Mm-hmm. But it could also, see, that's the thing, is that could also double for a sexuality thing. It really is just somebody who exists outside of the cishet white bubble yeah that's why i that's why i lean more towards the gay thing because mm. spoiler alert i'm a homosexual well i mean what if it's just a way for you to interpret it how you want to interpret that character and that's what makes it so that's what makes it so universal was it universal that did that that would be funny um i think it is universal who does the grinch because it's, it's at universal studios so that's what lot. makes the grinch so universal is because you can just kind of project feeling like an outcast onto him and whatever you feel an outcast for. And the that's the endearing part about this movie to me is it's never about like wanting to it the whole message is trying to find the meaning of Christmas. From little Cindy Lou Who to the Grinch's uh, like, you know, just uh fanatic like hatred of it. But it's not he's not hating the 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 holiday is not hating Christmas. He's hating what it what it comes to be stand what it comes to stand for. Much like how in Bad Moms Two or Bad Moms A Christmas Story, um, Bad Moms A Christmas Carol. Sorry, Bad Charles Dickens Bad Moms A Christmas Carol. Um, a Bad Moms Christmas. A Bad Moms Christmas. How. Um, Mila Kunis is just like, I don't want to have this showy mm-hmm. Christmas. I just want to ha- spend time with the people I love. Mm-hmm. And also, sort of like um, The Ref, where it's all about family, even if you end up hating them. Or where it's sort of like Holiday in the Square. It's not about trying to, you know, get money and stuff like that. You're trying to be together with the people that you care about. Once again... The enemy is capitalism. That's true. I took one note for that entire movie as we were sitting there watching it. And the note was just the Grinch. Okay. One note for the Grinch. 10 out of 10 for the Grinch's takedown of the consumerist culture surrounding Christmas. That was the only note I took. And it's the only note that needed to be taken. I quite frankly, yes. Yeah. That's what makes it fun. And like, like you Mm -hmm. go through, like you kind of see how stupid everyone is acting about Christmas and uh, Christine Baranski's character has an awesome scene where she takes the 
the light railing gun, rail gun. It's like a, yeah, it's a gun that strings up lights. It's a large ground-based phallic gun that shoots little balls of white light on a string onto her house. Mm-hmm. And it's the first scene you see her in. Yeah, boy, in her, in her sexy Santa in dress. sexy. There's a lot of energy Santa, there. Yeah. Um, um, opposite of Molly Shannon's Betty Lou Who, mm-hmm. uh, who is trying to outdo Martha Mayhuvier in the Christmas lights adorning the house competition mm-hmm. in her mind. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she whips out that bad boy. Yeah, mm-hmm. she just whips out that light gun and <laughs> fires it while also vibrating. It literally just the shot. There's a shot of her just like vibrating on this gun. It's I fantastic. Wanna, I want to know how they did that. Mm-hmm. That's a question I have because it looked. Like, interesting to film. Yeah. I think the only thing that's more popular than Christine Baranski is Christine Baranski's long legs. Oh, yeah. Because they love featuring that in anything she does. Well, wouldn't you? If you had legs like that, I'd put it in my contract. (laughs) And my headshot would just be my legs. (laughs) And this is a movie where she is very... What's the word? She's in touch with her sexuality. Yes. Yeah, she's confident. She knows who she is. One of my favorite lines. The muscles... In regards to the Grinch picking up the Christmas tree and throwing it as when a he was a child, little, a little demon child, <laughs> elementary school child, yeah, not even like middle school. And then he runs away to be on their basic, basically their dump, yeah, where they dump everything. Yeah. So my question is, was Mount Crumpet was that their dump before or after the Grinch went there? Like, did he just run away to the dump, or were they like, oh, the Grinch lives at the top of Mount Crumpet? Let's well, just put according our trash to the there. appendices of How the Grinch Stole Christmas uh, that um, Dr. Seuss wrote, uh, says here that Crumpet was formed uh, during the Second Age of Whoville. I hate you. It's a genuine question. I would assume that it was. My genuine answer is the dump was there first. Yeah. Mm. Because the spirit of Christmas was already in full force, mm-hmm. even when the Grinch was like a baby. Yeah. So. It would have to be that the dump... Because they said, like, that's always where they just dump all their trash. Yeah, those mm. who's just slobbed on that The Grinch log. makes his speech. Ew. The Grinch makes his speech where he's like, do you guys want to know where all of your presents and crap goes? Mm-hmm. It comes to me. These guys suck at give, giving gifts. Well, because you buy these gifts, and you don't really put your heart into them. It's stuff. It's just stuff that you get. And then... As an aside... Have you guys ever thrown out a Christmas gift? That wasn't like a gift card. Once you use it, you throw it out, obviously. I don't know. Um, I suppose. Like, I don't have my Tamagotchi anymore. The only thing I can think of is that I threw it away at some point. True, true, true. Yeah, I can't think of anything directly, but I'm assuming I must have thrown away a Christmas gift or something. Even when throwing away, not being like, oh, I got this for Christmas. You know? It's an avocado. (laughs) It plays with that notion of it. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) You were saying. It doesn't matter. I'm just trying to talk about the meaning of Christmas. Oh, boo. Where are you, Christmas? Why can't I find you? Christmas is in Christine Bransky's legs. They also gave her the best costume. Oh, ab- every Gorgeous. single costume. Get, I want to say the costuming is phenomenal. Everyone has a great costume. The makeup is phenomenal. Yeah. Costuming is phenomenal. The look. It, the, aesthetically, that movie is gorgeous. Yeah. It could use more people of color. But other than that, it was gorgeous. Yeah. It's uh, it's a, it, I feel like it still holds up. There's a mm. lot about it that's just a lot of fun. It's Jim Carrey at his any best. It's um, everyone who's in it. Christian Baranski at her best. Um, Molly Shannon, Bill Irwin are fine. The little girl is adorable. Jeffrey Tambor is an insufferable twat, much like he is in real life. Yeah. Um, he's a good foil to Jim Carrey's The Grinch. Mm-hmm. Foil, I guess. And analytically speaking. Oh, God. Yeah. Lay down as professor. Um, so The Grinch, uh, he represents uh, humanity's id and ego. This is going to be the same thing that I'm just going to keep repeating to make it sound like I know what I'm talking about. Do all professors sound like old men to you? Yes, they do. (laughs) Every single one of my professors I had in college spoke exactly like that. It was very confusing. 
when they left you voicemails? Oh, yeah, like when they would when they would leave us calls. Hello, Saffron. Uh, you're uh, you forgot your textbook in the lab today, and I uh, just wanted to say hope you're doing well. And uh, remember to study for the test on Monday. Hi, uh, Saffron. <laughs> I'm the other professor. Hey, it's hello, me. Saffron. Uh, this is the only old voice I know. <laughs> it's great for old men characters. And Margaret Thatcher. And Voldemort. Kind of sounds like and Voldemort. Voldemort. Want to hear my Margaret Thatcher impersonation? I want to hear you say Harry Potter is dead, please. Oh. Harry Potter is dead. <laughs> We're so stupid. How did we round back to Harry Potter? I think that's a good place to leave it. So if, okay, if we had to rank them. Christmas on the Square, Bad Mom's Christmas, Ref Grinch. Oh, and the winner of this is going on. It'll go on to the tourney. It will battle against Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas. Right. Well, here's Do we want to do like a combined score or do the points not matter? Much like Christmas shopping doesn't matter. Um, The true spirit of this tourney is finding the best Christmas for us to listen to each other. uh, I'll tell you how I'm judging it. Okay. Okay. Christmas on the Square gets 10 out of 10 Dolly Parton Angels. Okay. Uh, Bad Mom's Christmas, also 10 out of 10 Dolly Parton Angels. Okay. The Ref gets 9 out of 10 Dolly Parton Angels. And Jim Carrey's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10 Dolly Parton Angels as well. Only because there's a period of time that I fell asleep. And I kind of always fall asleep at that part. It's like after he gets kicked out of Whoville for screwing it up, and then there's just like a lot of Jim Carreyisms. Yeah, that that's go on. Understandable. And like it's funny because I think he's funny. It's just that I'm like, okay, just wake me up. I just want to get back to the exposition. Yeah, wake me up when he gets out of the uh, Whoville after he steals the presents and stuff. And Saffron, how would you judge these films? Um. Okay. See, here's the thing. I like movies that entertain. If I'm entertained, I'll qualify it as a good movie. What would you think of Gladiator? Oh, get out of this room. I What's hate your problem you. With Gladiator? She's being stupid. Does she not like Gladiator? She no. doesn't like Gladiator. No, I She's don't. not entertained by Gladiator. Oh. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> I'm so stupid. I've seen that movie a million times. <laughs> My mom fucking loves Gladiator. I got it for her on Blu-ray. How did I miss that? Okay, so... I I guess... Okay, I would put it as... Christmas on the Square. I would give it... 7 out of 10 Dolly Parton Angels. Because... It was a great time and I liked the music. Even though I can't remember any of it. Um, Quote-unquote music. Quote-unquote music. Alleged music. Yeah. Um, Bad Moms... I don't know, like a five. It was a great, it was a good time, but it, I wouldn't watch it again. You know what I mean? Right. Um, it, it's very much a, like a one and done film. I wouldn't, like every Christmas, I'm not going to be like, oh yeah, bad moms. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how I am every Christmas. Yeah, but for a totally different reason. <laughs> for a holy reason. Right. The Ref, eight out of ten. I really enjoyed that movie. Every twist, every turn, eight out of ten Dolly Parton Angels. Just phenomenal. Um, and the Grinch, honestly, I think that one's my favorite. I'm gonna give it a nine point five out of ten. It's, it's not a ten out of ten, but it's definitely a nine point five. Okay. Okay. Um, Christmas on the Square. That was a fun movie. I'm gonna give it seven out of ten. Dolly Parton's Angels. Dolly Parton's Angels. That's the rating, right? Dolly Parton. Seven out of ten. That's actually Ooh. my band name. Oh, that's right. Um. Then Bad Mom's Christmas. I'm going to give that an 8 out of 10. That was a lot of fun. All these movies were really fun. The Ref, I'm going to give... I'm going to give it... I I enjoyed it, but I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10 for homophobia. Um, And then The Grinch, that's a 10 out of 10 for me. That's That's, for me, that's a movie I watch almost every Christmas time. That's the pinnacle of Christmas to you? Yes. 
Okay, so I've gone ahead and combined the scores because apparently that's something we're doing this time. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we can determine who's the winner. Well, it was pretty obvious last week because we yeah. had everything a low score except Disney's. Yeah. Christmas. So tied for third place, we have Bad Moms in the Ref at 23 points. Um, second place, Christmas on the Square at 24 points. And The Grinch. It's not a secret. There's only one movie left. And the Grinch comes in with a whopping twenty-eight point five. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So So it's the Grinch and Mickey's once twice upon a Christmas? No. <laughs> so it's the Grinch. Jim Carrey's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Yes. And Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas. Yes, correct. Okay. So I hear a common theme, which is Christmas is in the title. Oh. Oh. Maybe that Oh. So what movies can we expect to be watching over the course of the next week? Films like White Christmas, Muppets Christmas Carol, Die Hard, Miracle on 34th Street. Alex, that was very sexy. Doctor Who episode. Ooh. Those are some of the movies you can expect us to talk about next week. Hopefully, we're rolling at random to determine random Christmas movies. Um, I'm, I have been Alex. Once upon a time, I was Saffron. Allegedly, I'm Nico. And this was Silas Plop Propaganda. Silas Plopaganda. Son of a bitch. And this was Silas Propaganda. <laughs> You're the one who introduced it, shouldn't you? Yeah, you should be ending it. And this was Silas Propaganda. Thank you for joining us, and tune in next week. Christmas. God, you can't even let me finish the fucking episode.